Welcome back to Season 3 of the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez, and joining me in the studio this week is Caleb, a.k.a. K the Dog. Yo, 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 what's up? It's Kay the Dog, artist from Salt Lake City, Utah, here with the Self-Conscious Podcast. Tune in. Let's go. <laughs> hey, this pillow is dope. It's a concha. Yeah, that's tight. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we'll take pictures of it later. I ordered another one that's a little bigger. Yeah. Like for photos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's tight. I like that. It's actually a dog chew play. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's a it's for a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I like that. That's dope. But yeah, I'm happy to finally be here though. Actually, maybe we should start from the beginning. Well, well, actually, let's. I don't even know where we're starting. But we reached out to each other like in the summer, right? Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we should bring you on for season three. And season three was actually supposed to be recorded like. Like beginning of August and uh, <laughs> but then I had technical difficulties on my end, and then Caleb started his tour, and Caleb's the best because like my like every single time we had a booking, something was not working. Like first it was my computer, then it was my mics, then it was I didn't even have the space for it. And then she realized she couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> Look, y'all just like, <laughs> no, let's go. I, just, I, I was like, you know, he's probably gonna be like, this is too much. <laughs> I don't even want to do this recording no more. Um, deceased. No, I had to be here. I love the podcast. Yeah, there's two. There's two for me. There was two uh, uh, episodes that I like really like loved oh listening to. Yeah, yeah. There was the change our mindset. It was changing our mindset, and uh, the other one was the power of vulnerability. I liked both of those conversations that you had a lot. It just remind. I don't know if you've ever read a book by Robert Greene, mm-hmm. but it was just dope. How just you know. Both of those conversations, like both of those, you know, people seem like they were well versed in their own thoughts, like they knew exactly how they felt about that particular, you know, subject. And it was just, you know, really cool to sit there and just listen to what they had to say and listen to how you interacted with them. It was cool. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm not always sure people listen to it, so I was just like, okay. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's give you Conchitas a little background. Caleb and me used to be like elementary classmates I'm gonna be really really honest I don't remember I feel like you left at some point from Franklin oh yeah but I don't remember what grade it was I I think I left in the third grade yeah I left in the third grade then I went to Magna Elementary and then had a crazy experience there (laughs) left from there went to Taylorsville had a crazy experience there and then ended up in uh, Washington oh no Roosevelt then Washington because I left Franklin, like, before sixth grade started. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, the last time I saw you, but, like, I was a little wild kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. It's a trip because, you know, every time I, you know, run across adults from when I was little, they would tell me, like, man, you've really, like, calmed down. Like, you're not acting out. Like, they're like, man, you were, like, so bad. Like, you were calling every other adult the B word and this and this. And I was just, like, <laughs> act, acting crazy. And it's funny about it is I don't even have any recollection of it. So, so I can't even remember any of it, which is weird. But, but, yeah, I guess I was pretty I was pretty wild when I was little. Yeah, you were loud. Like, you definitely stood out. <laughs> I remember so. that much. Because otherwise I wouldn't have reached out. Yeah. <laughs> not, no offense. No, <laughs> it's kidding. all good. It's all no, good. No, not like that. It just mean I wouldn't remember you. Yeah. But I, in this case, like, I did. 
And I remember like a couple of my classmates from Franklin. I don't remember because like it was a public school and like we were kids. It's crazy how you start forgetting things. Yeah, it is a trip. But I do remember you. I think we were like friends on Facebook or something. And then like when your dad's situation happened, I yeah. saw that. And then, you know, my heart went out to you on that part. Appreciate that a lot. With, I don't know if you know this, but then when you became a dad and you got married, I actually knew your wife. Oh, for real? Yeah, like around my middle school days. Yeah. Because she was, um, I think she played basketball for a lot of the big church. I think so, yeah. yeah she, she used to go with Marcus, if I remember right. Yeah, she yeah, told yeah. me. I, play, I used to play for them, and um, <laughs> it wasn't the best experience. There were some bitches on that team. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm going oh, to let it go. I'm going to forget it because like, we was kids, and, you know, kids, kids are mean. Unnecessarily mean. Oh, so I'm damn. Let it go, but she wasn't. She was very nice. She yeah. was nice. But then, like, when you guys got married, like, she looks familiar. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I know who she is. And then when you guys had a baby, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, small, like, city, you know, yeah. people, and then how they make connections. And I was like, wow, that's wild. Yeah, it is a trip. It's definitely a trip. But how's the married life? How's the dad life? It's dope. I actually like it a lot. Like, the other day, like, I was just in my head about these two jobs that I have, and I was just like, damn, man. It's like, every now and then, I'll have those days throughout the week where it's just like, damn, this is a lot. And then, you know, something will happen, you know, whether, it, like, I see my wife doing something or I see, you know, my daughter doing something, and it'll kind of, like, reset. Like, it'll kind of make me, like, go, man, you tripping. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, it's easy to have two jobs and bitch. It's about who can have two jobs and keep their wits. How it is for me having my wife and daughter, it's just like a reminder that there's more to, you know, life than just myself at this point now with everything. And it's just, you know, like, for example, like I said the other day, we took our daughter to a gymnastics tryout for the first time. And it was just like super cool to like watch my daughter like try these different things. And like it seemed like she was picking up everything pretty quick. And it was just like unreal to me. And it was just like, man, like, you know, I wanted to be able to have these kind of opportunities. Watching her fall in love with something? Yeah. It was just a trip to see her interact and get super excited about something. And yeah, like, it really looked like she was falling in love with the sport. And I was just like, man, like, that's how I felt about basketball and rapping at some point. But, uh, you know, my parents, they didn't always have the funds to keep me involved with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, it was like, that's something I want to be different for, you know, me this time around was, you know, what can I do on my end to make it easier for her to go do the things that she wants to do? It's just a lot of, you know, remembering that there's still so much more left that I have to do, you know, on a daily basis. That's what I take the most from being a husband and a father. It's just there's there's still more work. You still got more to do. Well, catch me up because we haven't seen each other in, you're saying third grade? Third grade was Yeah, third grade. I, and I think it was Miss Guzman. Oh my god, yes. Oh no, that's a lie. Ms. It was, was my third grade teacher. Yeah. Who was your third grade teacher? Miss Guzman. Yeah, then we were in the same yeah. class. Yeah, so she came to my uh, college graduation party. Yeah, she's dope. She was cool. She her she was my favorite teacher at that school. Yeah, that was a really dope teacher. Franklin did have some really good teachers. There's only a couple teachers I remember and like a couple that made an impact on me. Yeah. Miss Guzman was one of them. She was the one who encouraged me to pursue higher ed. Yeah, she's and great. That was, like, and then I want to say Miss Morgan. Miss Morgan sounds she super was like familiar a, too. A first grade, she was my first grade teacher. 
One of my siblings probably had Miss Morgan. That's probably why the name sounds familiar. My preschool teacher was Miss Blanca, and I loved Miss Blanca. And then, oh, Miss V. Do you remember Miss V? Miss V. Yeah. Nah, I don't remember Miss V. Well, there was Miss V, and she was a first grade teacher. Yeah. And I loved her because she wasn't ever my teacher, but I just liked how she was with the kids, and she was my uh, my brother's teacher, and so I just like I just like the interaction she had. Like I just I just really appreciated her. Yeah, yeah. Franklin was a really good school. I liked it a lot there. Um, the thing that I liked the most was just like when we go out and play double dutch or like just play ball or whatever the case was. Like it was just always something popping during recess. I like, did some dumb shit. <laughs> I did some dumb shit. Or we go to that store right behind the the grass, whatever it's called. It's like literally right when you leave Franklin's premises yeah. and you go to the back street. There's that store right there that yeah. I don't know if it's still there, but I just remember that there was these scorpion, like, Mexican candy. Like, they had an actual scorpion in them, and I was like, I'll never try that shit. And I ended up doing it, and it was bomb. But uh, they had that. We would always, like, go and grab, like, soda or something like that on recess and then come right back. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I remember, like, I had, like, a presentation. I didn't have it. Yeah. I left it at home. So during recess, I, like, ran to my house. Yeah. Grabbed the stupid thing. Yeah. And then, like... I think it was a presentation on dolphins, if I'm not yeah. remember. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, I brought it back, and, like, just in time to do, like, the presentation. But yeah. I, like, I really ran to, like, to my house for school. And did, you, did you ha did you walk to school, like, uh, yeah, going there? Yeah, we lived pretty close to Franklin. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. did, too. That was fun. Those were fun walks. Yeah. Well, walking home, uh, we wouldn't walk home. We would go to um, Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. And then we would get... Yeah, Boys and Girls Club was the business, too, back yeah. then. I don't know what made it seem like it wasn't over the years, but, yeah, I feel like when I was little, going to Boys and Girls Club, it was always, like, hella fun. It was good. Fun. It was yeah. a place to go. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> Shark Tales was on after, all that stuff. And, yeah, it was cool. I, I enjoyed Boys and Girls Club when I went there. I liked it. I had good memories. And then that's where I met Evelyn. Yeah. my co-host on season two. And she said that she thinks I was, like, quiet in, like, Boys and Girls Club. And I was like, really? Because I thought I was not. <laughs> Let's go. But, like, I always think that's interesting, like, people's perception of you. Like, yeah. not everybody sees you the same way. Yeah. And then, like, I think as you get older, like, you start showing who you, who you are to everybody. And so yeah. everybody kind of gets the same yeah. idea of you. And I think that's kind of, like, interesting. I don't know what happens when we're older. I think we're kind of, like, tired of the bullshit. We're like, why are we, like... Yeah. This shit. You know, why are yeah. we trying to be something we're not or like not trying to be who we are? Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I feel, I mean, you pointed that out. That's something that I think, you know, all of us, you know, learn at some point is everybody, somehow, you know, somehow sees us a lot differently than we see ourselves. I mean, even with this music stuff, like a lot of the times I'll just feel like I'm doing, you know, my complete self and then somebody will feel like I'm doing this, you know, amazing thing and I feel like I'm just being me, you know, and so yeah. it's a trip. Guys, we haven't even asked him any freaking questions. This has all been like, I've been winging it. Oh, let's go. I was just curious. I was just catching up. Let's go. You know, I probably should ask. It is what it is at this point. The episode, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. We ain't following no guideline now. Hey, that's what, that's what it's got to be called. But because it is this episode is. is kind of coming out like in the fall season, we need to ask something in there. What are you looking forward to to do with the fall season? Do you even like it? Oh, yeah. Fall season is my favorite season. I mean, not like the temperature, but just the way everything looks. Do you like when your kid dresses up for Halloween? It's a trip. I don't even want to dress up now, <laughs> but it's just crazy to see how much she wants to dress up. 
Like last year, Shade made her uh, like a little witch cape. She like legit made her outfit Aww. from scratch. Like it was dope as hell. So she had like a little witch outfit. And so that was really cool to like see that and just see her get super excited over that. It just reminded me of when I was little. My uh, dad, he made me uh, like a fake hammer oh. out of uh, like a can and a stick or something like that. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but I was pretending to be John Henry. I don't even know if you know who that is, but he's like this. The um, railroad guy? Yeah. There's like this cartoon movie though of him. And I like, I love the movie. So my parents were like, you know what, let's make him like John Henry outfit. And that's what that reminded me of was, you know, when she made that outfit for Kennedy, you know, I was just like, damn, like, that's so crazy. You know, I remember when Halloween outfit made for me for, from scratch, you know, and I think I was in second or first grade or something like that when that happened. And I just remember how excited I was about it. So it was just a trip to see that same reaction from my daughter and just wonder if like she'll remember that as well. So it was cool. So it is Disney. See that? Like Disney Bone Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Damn that movie. How when did that come out? It came out in two thousand. Yeah, see? And it, it's not even like a movie, it's like a short clip. Yeah. And then they're actually made a movie movie of it. Just recently, right? Yeah, it came out in twenty twenty with Terry Crews. Little little me would have been so mad at Big Me for not rushing to see that. Do you guys know who Terry Crews is? You know the guy from oh, like, White Chicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dope. <laughs> uh, what's that song that they sing? Oh, I Walk a Thousand Miles for You? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White Chicks is dope. I mean, I can play like a Damn, I kind of was getting caught up in just remembering that movie. Yeah, that movie was dope. I love that movie. It's always like a good pick-me-up movie. Yeah. Some really like controversial, <laughs> maybe some, a little bit of controversial <laughs> shit. Same, same there. But it's funny. You know they would not have gotten away with making that shit today. No, no. They would have got ripped, man. No. They would have got ripped. That's what sucks though. Is like shit like that is probably never gonna happen again. Movies no. like that. Like scary movies and shit yeah. like that, never gonna see that I kind mean, of stuff like, again. There is like a lot of red tape now with stuff like that. Like even as a creative, even as a musician now, you gotta be careful with what you put out there. What yeah. you say, because depending on what message you're trying to say, yeah, it can be taken the wrong way. Oh yeah. Like you could be a good, genuine person, but sometimes something you say isn't like worded correctly. Yeah. And then somebody's gonna misinterpret that and run with it. Yeah, everybody's super opinionated. Now. I mean, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be op opinionated. Mm -hmm. I just think it can put a damper on things. Like, not even necessarily just that, but just things in general. It goes again with what you were saying, people's perception. Like, you never know what somebody's gonna think is bad or whatever, and so it yeah. just puts a filter on everything. Also, guys, a shout out to Java Joe's. Java <laughs> Joe's, if you're listening to this podcast, sponsor the pod. <laughs> Let's go. Me, my hey, ID. me too. <laughs> Look at hey. Okay, we're plugging in my ID. My ID is S. Cortez 125. Let's plug go. your ID. K, K to dog, K T H A D A W G. <laughs> um, you know, DM me, Java Joe's. Let's go. <laughs> Slide into those DMs. So, anyways, when you were asking me, like, how's your day been and all that, the last couple weeks, kind of overwhelmed. Like, feel burnt out. I just have had, like, a lot going on in, like, my personal life, my work life, podcasts, family. There's just a lot going on. Like, I, I kind of, like, struggled a little bit because when I talk about this problem on the first episode, that we're, like, on this invisible timeline. Yeah. 
you know, that's not real, but we just think it's real because society, subculture, and everything, you know? And yeah. I know I'm, I'm not on a timeline, but, like, I can't feel like I'm lagging behind. Can't help but feel like, you know, there's a rush to get yeah. where you need to be. and then, like, you know, I've been seeing, like, some of my high school classmates, even, like, some of my elementary school classmates and friends, like, you know, they're getting married, some of them have kids, some of them are, like, in their job jobs, some yeah. of them are, like, traveling, and it's just kind of like... It's that instant gratification. I'm pretty sure it was Bangarang at U92 that I talked to about instant gratification. I'm pretty sure it was him. And if it wasn't, and if whoever told me listens to this, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> you know, I was telling him, you know, with the music stuff, like, at times I'll feel like, you know, like, I feel like I should be doing this at this point, you know, or this at this point. Just because of, you know, strides that I've had, just believing that I should be at another point. That's what I feel like is something that haunts all of us. I think at least, you know, everyone in our generation, and he narrowed it down in a way that I'm trying to think of how to re-explain it. But he was basically just saying, like, we were all just kind of born into that, you know, with our phones and with music and all these different things. Like, everything, we see it, we get it, and then we drop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hate comparing myself because I want to, like, you know, be kind to myself at the fact that, like, I dealt with some shit. The point that I'm here... It's like, wow, like, yeah. you did it. Like, you know, be I happy where you are, you know, like, we know where we're going. Don't feel rushed. But it was just kind of like, fuck, because my goal had been to, like, take the LSAT uh, test this, like, fall to do early admission. Yeah. And then, you know, go to law school in the fall of next year. Yeah. 2022. But because, like, COVID sent me back a year on my finances and... Shit, that and, shit fucked me yeah, up. Yeah, and things that I'm catching... I'm, I'm literally... A year behind on stuff that I need to catch up on, you know, and yeah. that and like other things, and so it's like I'm catching up, and so it's like, because I don't want to say like the money's the biggest thing that's like holding me back, but it is like one of the main things. Is like it's one of the factors. I mean, yeah. it takes money to make money exactly. a lot of times. And the outside is pretty expensive. Like the course that I want to take is like eight hundred dollars, and then the test itself is pretty expensive, and then sending your applications is expensive. So it's like I want to be like stressed. I'm already financially stressed. Yeah. And then I'm going to be more stressed. So it's like, no, it's like, it's just not, let's not rush it. It can't happen now. This means it's not going to happen. We'll just do regular admission in next year, like early next year. And take the test early next year. We'll just like, you know, catch up on what we need to catch up. So when that time comes, like, we're ready for it. We're not stressing out as much. Yeah. So that's really what it came to. I'm kind of like accepting the fact that like, fuck, okay, it's not going to happen the way I thought it was going to happen, but it's going to happen this other way. Yeah. Yeah. We're always gonna be our biggest credit. It sounds bad, but like forcing yourself to remember that like it's okay. Yeah. Like, you're gonna be okay. Well you can't it's, fuck up anything that's for you anyways. Yeah, like if it happened, it happened. I've been really into like affirmations and manifestations lately. Yeah. I don't chase, I attract what's what's meant for me will find me. Yeah. And I feel like that's things have been happening in a positive light for that. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, like just remember who you is, who you are. Yeah. Remember the bad bitch that you is. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's okay to have, like, our human moments and feel like, you know, like, feel like the world's caving in, but just remember to pick yourself back up. 100%. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, like I said, I've just been feeling a little overwhelmed with that. And my phone, you know, the month that we're recording is uh, my my missing siblings, like, birth month. So oh, it's been wow. kind of, like, a little emotionally overwhelming. I'm sorry. Like, People think that I'm like 
this happy person or people think that like my life is so well like like the perceptions we were yeah. talking about like that's what people think but like pushing their agendas right so it like, sounded like you were you were dealing with a little bit before yeah i was telling Doug some tea <laughs> yeah but it's just kind of like you know people think they know you and they really don't I have a small circle of friends and people who i've shared my soul with and they know who i am yeah and they know what i go through but yeah like not even they know everything that i deal with because you can only give so much right i don't want to overwhelm them with it either, yeah you know it's not fair to them i feel for you so you know it's just like a lot remembering to just like take breaks mental breaks that's kind of where i'm at and then <laughs> i really this is like the side stuff because i don't know how i'm gonna feel sharing this with you but then again like i shared a lot of shit on this podcast so what <laughs> like, am i not gonna <laughs> share also i don't really know what my love life sex life situation is yeah. i don't really know where that's going yeah and then like someone told me like it's coffee season and i was like Copy? Cuffy? Oh, cuffing. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, cuffing season. Motherf- motherfucker been out the and game then, so long. <laughs> you know, between you and me, I just found out, like, my ex. <laughs> Shit, you already started it. You might as well finish it. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I forgot we were recording this. <laughs> that face. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't even know if he listens to this podcast, but if yeah, you do, fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah. But, so he ended it, and he also said something about like his job might take him out of town. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So I don't even know how long we'll be together. And I, at the time, like I was okay with it because like I was, fuck, I'm been doing a lot of shit. I was dating this man. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> Let's go. I was dating this man in 2020. So in the midst of like dealing with the global pandemic and all that shit, wrapping up my final year in college, um, dealing with a missing sibling, dealing with my self care self-love stuff, my mental health. I was dating somebody. Yeah. And I was in a very vulnerable, emotional state. Like, I was very, very vulnerable when I was dating this guy. So, like, looking back, I was like, probably not the best decision. Yeah. But at the same time, like, when I was dating him, he was, like, an escape from what my reality was. He didn't know anything. Like, he didn't know that I had a music sibling. He didn't know everything I was dealing with. And yeah. I didn't want him to know. Yeah, because they want that, uh... I've been through a similar situation where I didn't want, you know, the person that I was dating at the time to know what I was going through because I didn't want it. To, it was so brand new. Yeah. I didn't want it to be sent feelings and mistaken for affectionate feelings. Yeah. Like, I didn't want the, those to cross. That's where my, you know, that's where I was worried. It's so like, yeah. for me, that's why I withheld. Yeah. And, like, I think you and me are similar. Like, we have a hard time trusting people because yeah. we've been through stuff. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know yet if I can trust you with who I am. Yeah. So that's kind of how it was. And then, so like, I mean, on one side, like I was never really my authentic doing myself with him. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think it's kind of fair, you know, with everything I was dealing with. And then when he ended things, like it hurt because that same week that he ended things with me, my dog, um, I had a pup, Lilac, Australian, Australian. Sounds like a cute dog. She died. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, literally the day after, he, like, texted me and said, like, we're done. Like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And then my dog died. Damn. 
And I was like, I'm sorry. emotional. I really wanted yeah, rightfully to, so. I wanted to message him and be like, hey, my dog died. I need you. you know? Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. It's like, he literally told me he wants nothing to do with me. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. Hurt myself even more. Yeah. No, I feel for you 100%. Because, like, I'm sure if I would have messaged him, he would have, like, messaged me back. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he would have been, like, comforting. Yeah. But then would you be there to because of the situation or would you be there because you really care? Exactly. I feel you. When you are vulnerable, it has, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to know who to be vulnerable with. I think that's, like, the only part with me is because, you know, people will take advantage of how you feel. There's that, too. Like, there's that other side of it. Anyways, like, it's, like, context and, like, long story short, um, I found out he deleted me on Snapchat. Mm. And then I was like, what the fuck? Why? And it's not like, it's not like we were talking on Snapchat. But I was yeah. just kind of confused. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to lie. I posted some thirst pics on my Snapchat. Not just for him. <laughs> it was other people, you know? But I was like, I knew he was watching. Oh, shit. And I was shit. like, oh, you know, I didn't even do anything to offend you. What's going on? And then I, I snooped through the Instagram, and then I found that he had a girlfriend. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of got a little pissed. I was like, oh, so now you're ready for a relationship. Now you was ready to date somebody. Yeah. And then I got into my feelings, and I was like, well, what was wrong with me that you can see a future with me, but you can see a future with her? Yeah. So, Nothing's wrong with you. Thank you. Same but time, I feel you. It's hard to not feel that way when that happens. Well, at the same time, like, if I'm honest... For the first time, I'm emotionally available. Yeah. Like, for the first time, like, I would actually be able to commit to somebody. Yeah. And before, no. Not, even if I were dating him, like, given everything that was going on, like, I really wasn't ready for a relationship. Yeah. When it was getting serious, I was just asking, where was it going to go? Yeah. Because I think I wanted to mentally prepare myself if it was going to, like... Go somewhere else? Yeah. I think he thought, like, I was ready to get married yeah <laughs> you know but he didn't know the context of everything else i was dealing with so yeah you know i think it's just kind of like whatever but can't mess up anything that's not for you exactly and so i was like you know what i might be petty for a little bit about it but it's her problem now <laughs> it's <not> <laughs> <laughs> i'm deceased you're not damn that's funny uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to be a good person. Yeah, it looked like it took everything out of you to say that. <laughs> You're like, shit, let me be nice to shit. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So I didn't listen to it, it doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, if I fucking don't like it, I'll delete it later. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, Podcast. <laughs> what slander? <laughs> like Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Oh shit, that's funny as hell. But yeah. anyways, that happened recently, so it's like dealing with like all that and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And then like what I was telling Dev, like that whole other situation. I think it's important. I think both of those are important because like I feel like my my podcast has grown successfully. Like people are attracted to it, people really like it. Cause I, I do think that I'm putting my genuine self out there and I think people can tell that. And yeah, can, like, I'm keep it a buck. This is the realest one I've been on. So I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but no like, problem. Uh, like my guests are also like genuine and they share their stuff and I appreciate that, you know? 
And so I think that's what makes it so successful because people are like, this is like actual people, not like celebrities talking shit or, you know, like it's actual stuff that people yeah. go through, like everyday people go through. Yeah, so it's I think, relatable. Right, so I think like it's gotten popular, right? And there were people who like bashed on, on me and the pod and saying like, you know, there's different things about me and like not really knowing me. Yeah, it's crazy how people will do that. Even with music, like, you know, in, in all of my music, not once did I talk down on females or, or anything. You know, all of my music, I make sure I'm real cautious about what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And people will still find a reason to, you know, downplay the shit that you're doing, you know, yeah. out of just envy or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like you are, you know, you're going through a lot, you know. <laughs> so I feel for you 100%. Yeah, I'm sorry to even go into any of that. Oh, thank you. No I, appreci I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that I'm making something that's affecting people in a positive way, right? And that's making a positive impact. I, I like that people are really resonating with this podcast. But it's always interesting. I didn't think it was going to be like this, you know? I just wanted to, like, share my story, and I just wanted to, like, share myself and, you know, help other people understand themselves a little better. Because that's what it really started as, like, you know, me understanding my emotions and my feelings of what I was going through at the time and what I was thinking about. Kind of like a personal diary, in a way. Yeah. But now it's just become, like, you know, bigger than that. And so... It's not that I don't appreciate it, but now it's kind of like I have to be protective of like who wants to take advantage of me because if, you know if somebody wants to collab, like what are the reasons behind it? Yeah. You know, other than like, and it's like your baby. I mean, you got to take care of it. You got to yeah. make sure that what what it absorbs is you know gonna benefit it or is it gonna benefit or is is it not? So I feel for you, yeah, a lot, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was going to bring a lot of people onto my label last year, and I ended up, you know, really sitting down and just... When last Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I actually saved that for you. I was Aww. like, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so, like, I was going to bring people on and then just decided, you know, it's not the move. You know, not, like, for any bad reason or anything like that, but just, you know... Like, is it right for what I need right now? You know, just a bunch of different reasons. And it was hard because I already had everything planned out. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want. You know, and then, long story short, seeing that my wants are my, are not my needs. And so, ended up, you know, backpedaling on that. But it felt like it was the right thing to do. Like, going back to that whole perception thing, like, now that we have context, it's just like, some people see you a different way. And then, like, I feel in the way, like, the podcast has, like, make people kind of understand who I am as a person. Yeah. I think there's, like, different layers to people anyways. Like, yeah. you don't always get what somebody's going to, you know, you get, you have the surface level of somebody. You never really always. get to know them. Unless you. Unless they allow you. Yeah, unless they you allow know? you, exactly. That's why, like, I don't like to assume I know somebody. I don't like to assume that I have, I know what somebody is. But sometimes your actions speak louder than words. Unfortunately, I'm like, I've already seen how you've acted. I don't, I don't know. You're just corny now. Yeah, I don't need to get to know you. Yeah. Like, you already explained yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm big on that too. Action speaking loud in the words. I, yeah. I hate when people give me bullshit. Like oh, when they just tell me something and it's just not true. I hate that shit. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. like, that's probably my biggest pet peeve ever. Like it's just when people's words yeah. don't meet with their actions. Yeah. But then there's people who, for some reason, I give them a second chance. Yeah. And I don't know why, but sometimes the second chance is worth it, you know? Yeah. Because I, I know people have, there's some people who give me a second chance. Because, like, when we were talking to us about, like, as kids, I don't know how you saw me as a kid, but I know, I think I was different as an elementary school kid and then middle school kid and then a high school kid. I can say as a 
I think when I was in elementary school, I was probably like very confident. And yeah. I think I was just a kid enjoying life, you know. Yeah. And then middle school, I went through shit because like, do you remember Emily Cano? Oh uh, yeah. When she died. Yeah. So, it was like, so that was the. Yeah, that was that was yeah that shit was. Because she passed away during sixth grade. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember when she died, and I just couldn't fucking believe it. Like, I was yeah. just like, what the fuck, like... And that was, like, hard for me, because we were best friends. Well, yeah. I know she was, like, friends with a lot of people. Yeah. But to me, at the time, she was, like, my best friend. Yeah, that's like, how you seen her. She would, like, we would walk home together. She would come over to my house, because we had a trampoline in the backyard. And so, like, it would be me and her, her little brother, and my brother, and my sister. So we'd all be, like, hanging out, and then... You know, we walked them home or whatever. So it's just because it was in the neighborhood. It was just I think I like I like to look back on that because like it was so peaceful. Like, yeah. It was just kids being like it was so I don't know beautiful in a way. Yeah. And then that happened. I just remember I annoyed her. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I was loud. Then, I do remember being hella loud, but I thought she was real cool. I liked yeah, her. She's yeah. Yeah. Sweetheart. But that happened like in middle school, and my sister was like in a car accident the following year. So I remember in middle school, oh, and I had gone from public to private school. So middle school was definitely like not it for me. Yeah. Like I was really having like imposter syndrome and struggling with where I was, and you know, being like a brown kid in an all white classroom. Yeah. Private school settings, people telling me I couldn't speak Spanish, like yeah. like really dealing with racism at the time, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, you know? no, really though. And what the fuck is life? And like really like having to grow up fast. Yeah. And then high school, I think I just was so desperate to just be a kid again that I was kind of obnoxious <laughs> as a high school. <laughs> I was kind of annoying, not going to lie. I, but it's weird to me because, like, I was friends with so many people freshman year in high school. And then the next three years, it's like... That's how it was for me, too, know? though. You know, like, I think it's just everybody's figuring out who they are. And it's, I don't think it's anything personal. I felt like that, too. Like, I'm like, damn, I had all these friends, and they just Gone. they just started to, you know, do their own thing. And then I took it, like, I felt like it, you know, I had something to do with me, but it didn't. It's hard to see that. You're so close with somebody, and then they just go and start doing their own thing. And then there were, like, kids who I was friends with in high school who were, like, part of my friend group, and now we're not friends, you know? Yeah. Some of them did some shit. Yeah. But also, like, I did shit, but... So I wasn't like the best person either, like in high school. I wasn't the best person maybe even in middle school. Like I think when we're teenagers and when we're kids, we don't really know, especially like at least in my experience, like as a Mexican household, we don't talk about mental health, we don't talk about like expressing our emotions openly. So we don't talk about that. Everything's like bottled up. Yeah. So these moments when we're acting out or not being our best, it's just us not sure how to deal with what's going on. Imploding. Yeah. So I feel unfortunate like and definitely like hurt people that didn't need to be hurt like yeah. that. I, I apologize for that. I felt bad for that. I also want to like not be so hard on myself because I was like, like yeah, I was a shitty person. I was also uh, like a kid. I wouldn't say that. I would say you just figuring shit out. I think I was just a kid. Yeah. And I think we gotta remember that like as kids, you don't know. Like yeah. if I, now as an adult and I'm doing that stuff, I'm like, girl, get your shit together. Yeah. If you know better. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah. really know better, you know the full intent of your actions and, right. you know, all that shit, then it's different. I but feel like it's different you're now. Like little. you're 25 compared to 15. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a difference. Yeah. But again, like, when I was saying earlier, I don't want to regret my actions, even the moments where I probably wasn't my best self, because, again, I feel like those things make you grow as a person. They make, they help build your character. Yeah. And, you know, when you look back, you're like, 
I know where I messed up. Yeah. And then, you know, like, in the future or moving forward, you know, how to be better, how to do better. Yeah. And then I think it's interesting because, like, going back to the whole perspective of, like, how people see you. Yeah. In high school, I'm pretty sure kids saw me as, like, a scholarship kid. I was pretty quiet in high school. Like, I wasn't my most confident self. I wouldn't say I grew into my confidence until after college, if I'm being honest. Because it kind of went away for a while. Yeah. I was dealing with my mental health, but I don't think my high school classmates really knew me. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Now, like, when my sibling went missing, right? had classmates that I was ever friends with, we never talked, reach out to me. Yeah. And be like, hey, I'm sorry what you're going through. What yeah, that's what you? I remember you said that, yeah. And so that was kind of like a little weird to me because I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't expect you to talk to me. But like, they were genuine messages, you know, they were like kind messages. And they were just like, wow, we didn't really have a relationship, but thank you for caring. Yeah. Thank you for having a heart. For showing compassion. Like, yeah, and so it's there. like, shit, like, because I, I probably had some perceptions of these kids when I was in high school and still probably have some of those perceptions, I realized. And I was like, yeah. whoa. I was like, I guess when you're seeing somebody like live their life, it's kind of like, oh. Because I only saw you as a high school classmate. Yeah. Now you're in the real world. I'm in the real world. We're dealing with our own we stuff. We all forget that we're dealing with our own shit. And it's like, oh, shit. That's like, real. You're, it's like the first time you see me, me. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, whoa. So... In a way, like, I kind of wish I was, like, the person I am now, I wish I was that person in high school. But, you know, maybe things would have been a little bit different. But at the same time, I was like, everything happens for a reason. And I, I was a kid. Man, that's shit. That's crazy as fuck you said that. I've like, been saying that for the last, like, since my dad passed. That's literally the fucking line I say. I Every time so I much. talk with somebody, like, I swear to God that happens. I say that like every fucking time. It like, it's crazy. If you go back and listen to probably all the podcasts, you'll hear me say it once. Okay. Caleb is going on a podcast tour. So he's going to be <laughs> doing a lot of podcasts. Go check out the episodes. I'll go ahead and Instagram story so you guys can check it out. But some dope stuff. But yeah, looking back, I was like, damn. And so, like, anyways, shout out to my classmates because they've been real nice. I, I really appreciate it. Like, just know, like, it goes a long way. Like, they make my day. And it yeah. helps me go, you know, help me get through this. But yeah, it's kind of like wild because when this high school reunion happens, they're actually going to know me. Yeah. They're actually going to like, yeah, no, it's no, going to be idea. a different conversation than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know? It's just like, oh shit. Um, and some of them listen to the podcast. Yeah. Which, you know, I never thought that they would. Yeah. But some of them listen to the podcast. And so I'm pretty sure that they're like, oh, this is what she was dealing with while in high school this is what she's dealt with yeah and so I'm pretty sure like they really didn't know me at all they're barely getting to know me yeah which is why like it's happening after we were in school together yeah so my point of this is that like you know whatever perception you have of somebody don't make it your one assumption of them because you don't know that person yeah until they give you the permission to get to know them whether that be through podcasting or music it's People, and people change and people evolve. Yeah. And some people change for the better. Yeah. And some people don't. A book that I feel like really helped me with just understanding that, you know, all those things that you mentioned is just four agreements. Yeah. Yeah, that book was hella important. I feel like, and just like realizing everybody's got their own shit, don't take everything personal, you know, and it just had these four guidelines, you know, to, you know, follow to just, you know, 
keep yourself in a situation where you're not getting hurt and you can focus on yourself and not, you know, have to let that get interrupted. I don't know if you've read that book or not. No, but now I want to. It's a damn good book. Like, that's the book I pro that and One Minute Manager are the two books. Like, whenever somebody's like, if somebody's, if, like, somebody's never read a book, like, what would you recommend, like, I read? And I'm like, that, those will be the first two books. You know what's wild? I never thought we'd be here. Oh, <laughs> say what? I never thought we'd here. Like what you mean? Our adult versions. Oh like, yeah, this shit's crazy. Straight a podcast episode. Yeah. Straight music. I didn't think you. I never thought you'd be a musician, but I mean, like you were a kid. I yeah. Didn't know what you would grow up to be. Yeah. So to see you now and like to see what you're doing is kind of like, oh my gosh, I get to have like a little front row seat. <laughs> Let's I get go. to have the background context of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like cool. So yeah. Like, I appreciate that a lot. Good for you. Like proud of you. And the podcast is dope. I enjoy it a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if your music's the same way, but the podcast has helped me, like, kind of reconnect with some people and connect with people I've never met before. Oh, yeah. Create new, new friendships, new, new, new connections, like networking and all that. Yeah. So, and, again, like, this was something that I probably would have never done if not given, like, if not pushed to do it. Yeah. By, like, other, by everything. It's, like, now's the time sort of situation. But, like, again, when we were back, everything happens for a reason. I was like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, things happen. So what, like cool. Yeah, what I've noticed is the more I invest into what I'm doing, like, it's just, it's crazy. Because, like, there's people I've met that I'm like, how in the, like, I never would have pictured myself meeting this person. You know, like, the owner of the complex. Like, I met her and, like, helped put a show together with her. And it was mm -hmm. just, like, crazy as hell. Because, one, you know, she's Latina. And, oh, like, good. she's also, like, she's one of the owners for the complex. But it was dope because, like, you know, I wouldn't have guessed, you know, that the owner was, a, like, one of them was a Latina and it was a female. And I was just like, this is dope as hell. I'm like, you know, like, I feel like if more people in Rose Park, Glendale, you know, West Valley knew shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, seeing, like, you know, people that, you know, have the same complexion as us and just, like, even for females, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, are doing, you know, shit on that scale, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure it would empower a lot more of yeah. us. And I'm just like, damn, like, it was just cool to find that out. You know what I'm saying? And go on a few podcasts with her and, like, you know, be a part of the reason why people got to see, you know, that, you know. And so I thought that was really dope. Um, but, yeah, like, music is, like, really, you know, blessed me with meeting some people I never thought I would meet. I feel like it's gotten further than what I anticipated because of, you know, just being honest and being authentic, like, and just not, like, projecting some false image and shit, you know? Would you say your music's <laughs> helped you grow, like, as a person? Oh, yeah, it helped me get through a lot of shit. When, I, when my dad passed, mm -hmm. I feel like that really helped me with just coping and just, like, dealing with that. Like, I, I, like it's something that you never get over with. You know, when you lose a parent, that shit, you just, you never get over it. You never get over losing a parent. Like, it's just, like, especially if you're close with the parent, like you just, it just over time, it just gets easier to deal with, but yeah. that that missing them feeling, it never goes away. Yeah. Like I think about them and just like down, like you know what I'm saying, like walk out of here. You never know, like either too, like you be walking and just like minding your own business, and then boom, out of nowhere, you just in tears and shit. Sometimes I just cry, and that's something I didn't used to do before, like cry. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. This is this is new. Shout it's good to, to do it. Shout out to Amina and Amin. She says crying is a beautiful thing, and I, I think she's 
sometimes a little hard to allow ourselves. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of that. Not from my dad, but I got a lot of that from family. Like, you keeping yourself from this higher self by restricting feelings. Like, I feel like, you know, I mean, there's some feelings like anger and shit like that where you definitely have to restrain on certain shit but like you know with that i feel like it's a necessity to let all that shit out just so you can enjoy and just have like enjoy time and just have peace tell us about like your music like you know what inspired it what's going on with it what are you doing now with it because you're going on this podcast tour so obviously there's something exciting going yeah i like changed up everything i was doing Cause it just didn't feel right. Like it felt pushed. And when I made that first album, it just didn't feel pushed. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, man, like, you know, like I just caught myself kind of, you know, giving into the attention and, and people's needs and all this different stuff. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna like backpedal to like why I love this shit and why I started doing this is because of my dad. Like, you know, that's the reason why I started doing music in the first place, you know, was like because of family and like, I stopped doing it and then he passed and then that just you know compelled me to get back into it with my music I just help people like that's like the main thing with my music I want to help people let their guard down to love another person or be there for another person that they don't they may not know that's why I feel like you know my focus is but as far as like releasing music I'm gonna be releasing a lot of music here soon and it's way better than the shit that I have out so I'm excited for that one of your songs I really enjoyed like every day. Yeah. I don't know why. I just really like it. Yeah, that one's my favorite song. I actually wrote that song two days after my dad passed. And that was just like a reminder because I have this voicemail here. I'll just play this shit. Hey, what you doing, man? Just leaving you a quick message. Hope you at work. That's where you're supposed to be. At work. When we found out he was going to pass away, I asked him to leave me a bunch of voicemails just to like help me get through the day and shit. Like if there's like, for example, like I used one the other day after like two months of working both of these jobs and I was just like, fuck man, like this shit's like weighing on me. Like I'm tired like every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, man, like, cause there's shit that I want in life and I can't just like up and quit and throw my hands up. Like I gotta figure out how to make this shit work or figure out another way to, you know, do do what I'm doing now financially and not have to stress about that shit. Make one thing work, but until then, it's just grind it out until it all works. And that's where Working Harder Every Day came from, was just listening to that. I was in shock. For the most part, when he passed, I just couldn't believe it. And so those following days, I'm just listening to like voicemails, I'm watching videos, I'm just like all these different things. And then I'm dropping my brother off at his job. You know, he did roofing. And then I was like, fuck, man. Like, I literally stopped in that moment when I dropped my brother off. And then I just wrote this entire fucking song. Like, just like, it was just crazy as shit. Yeah. And so it was just, it was just dope. And then when I have those moments where I'm like, like, this is hard. Like, this is like, like, how the fuck am I going to get through this? Like, that, like, I'll reference back to that. Or I'll reach out to my wife for strength. You know, like, just be like, yo, I'm going through this. And then she'll be like, you know, it's all right. You're going to be good. Just push through it. Like, you know, unless there's, like, a way to strategically, you know, break down how I'm feeling. For the most part, it's just, you know, being vulnerable and letting, you know, somebody that I know I can trust. Like, let them know how I feel. And I know that they're going to give me some solid feedback or, or, you know, something. That's definitely helped with all the stuff that I'm doing. I think just to, like, maybe wrap this up. Because people don't always know what you're going yeah. And, like, again, like, they just have, like, this perception of you. Yeah. They don't always get the full picture. 
maybe like something that's just you know affecting you, and that doesn't make it any bigger or less. Yeah. You know, like you're, to each their own. Right. Like, don't think like your problem is like not important because somebody else is doing something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, like it's affecting you, so it's important to you. And so I would just say like it's hard, you know, because like going like what you said, like that Instagram gratification, like you want to like you want to satisfy yourself, but you also want to like satisfy other people. Yeah. Like, you want to make people happy. Yeah. When well, you don't get that in return. Some of us are people. You know, people pleasing is just so, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like there's no such thing as people pleasing. Like, it's like, if you're a good ass person and you like doing right by people, then fucking do that. Right. Like, don't like, you know, like I, like when, when I do shit for people now, like I don't have expectations. Like I don't have these expectations for people to do shit good for me back. Yeah. Like, for example, like I get out the car, like last month there was two people that, you know, I seen on the road. You know, at different times, but they were stuck, like, in the middle of the fucking road. And, like, even last week, this shit happened again, you know, but there's always people that just pass by. I don't know what that thought is, where it's just, like, you don't want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, every time I see an opportunity to help somebody, like, I just jump at that shit. Because I feel like it's the right thing to do, and I just don't want anything in return from it. I just want to help, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because somebody's down on their luck. You know, with this next tape, it's going to be different than K was. It's going to be another side of me. I feel like a healed version of me. Yeah. But with K, you know, and just like, just what I put out on there, and just in general who I am, like, and just the, the kind of, you know, vibe I want to put out is just be there for others as much as possible and not expect anything out of it. I think that's the thing, right? Like, doing things for you because you want to, not because you're trying to please anybody. Yeah. Or doing it for anybody. And then, you know, if you're genuine with your message, it's going to, people will pick it up. Yeah. Maybe as you get older, you start, you know, learning different things about yourself and figuring it out a little bit more. Because I'm going to be honest, I think, I think I understand myself a little bit better, but at the same time, like, I don't understand life. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. It's I like, this out. <laughs> but, I feel like that's okay, you know? Like, I think that's what life is. You don't have to have it figured out. Like, you gotta just learn from it. Yeah. And it's hard because you want all the answers, right? You want to know what's going on. You want yeah. to know what's going to happen next. But that hard shit is dope. Like, I, like I, I love that shit. I love adversity. Like, it's like, I'm like a fiend for that shit. Like, anytime I can get an opportunity to really go through some shit... Like, I genuinely love that shit. Like, for example, working this other job, like, people, like, push their agendas and shit. Like, oh, like, you fucking, like, you tripping. Like, you know what I'm like? Why are you working two jobs? And not even just that. Like, I'll show up. Like, for example, the last week, you know, it's been me and fucking one other person washing 30 plus fucking diesels a night. You know what I'm saying? And, and anybody else I know would fucking quit that shit. But I feel like... You know, that's where the character really starts coming into play is just doing the shit that you don't want to do like you love it and and, and just really treating it like an opportunity to grow. Because anybody could bitch about a shitty situation. You know what I mean? Like anybody could bitch about having a hard time. Anybody could bitch about, you know, going through some some shit that really challenged them. But it's just who's going to, you know, keep their wits and who's going to. You know, push. come out on yeah, push through and come out on top. Not not just the situation, but of you know, come on top of their feelings. Like you know, come out on top of how they you know they feel, yeah. 
and just be stronger and just be, you know, better than they thought they were. So anytime that hard shit comes up, I just, I love it. You know, I, I fiend for that shit, literally. Yep. Her husband shared a very important piece of advice with me, and it is important to hear it. And it's like, whenever you are ready to throw in the towel, when you're ready to give up, don't do it. Because that's when you're closer to the finish line and you thought you were. Yeah. And that's the delayed fucking gratification. Yeah. It's just not seeing that shit in the moment, but sticking to it. And then you see, like, damn, it was all worth it. Like, after doing that so many times, I've realized that, you know, that's going to be the outcome more times than not. And that's the reason why, you know, I chase that shit. For example, like, I do my own paperwork for my music. Mm -hmm. So anytime I pay somebody for a verse or I pay somebody for a music video, or I pay somebody for a beat, or whatever. Learning the legality side of it was, a, was it fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> I hated that shit. But at the same time, I'm covering my bases in a way I know that a lot of other artists don't do. And then I also am learning like all this different shit that, you know, let's say a, a recording label wanted to like, you know, they're like, oh, we want to sign you, you know, and then we'll have this person and play for this and this, you know, like I'll be like, well, no, I actually know how to do my paperwork. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. That's another bargaining chip for me and just being able to say like, no, save your money on this. Just pay me that. I'll take care of this shit myself. Yeah, no, like for real, like and then a lot of artists, you know, what I've seen have done that. It's like even with like the paperwork. Then there's buying the beats the right way in my perspective, what I feel like is the right way. Owning all the rights, I feel like is the right way. See so you not dealing with that shit later. Yeah. But just like, I don't know, like just doing all these things that people don't want to do, but it just covers your bases. So you don't have to deal with, you know, certain shit. And then also too, like when you have paperwork, it, it gets rid of the people you don't want to involve yourself with. Like when you, yeah, exactly. It keeps it genuine. And then there's that black and white. There's the foundation, you know, then people don't get amnesia on what the hell the agreement was and all these different things because it happens often. But it's just nice to have that to just cover your basis and also just put yourself in a situation where people respect you more often than not. You know, they see you're genuinely trying to make this shit work and you're doing what you can. And, you know, just having that paperwork and that, you know, like, for example, you present some paperwork and then their true intent will come about. Yeah. And then they'll, like, fall out. Like, something will, like, something will fall. Yeah, something will fall out. It doesn't end up working because, you know, like, the paperwork scared them off because their intentions weren't, you know, pure. pure. Exactly. And so it's just, you know, I feel like that hard, going through the hard shit is a necessity. And I feel like, you know, if I was to give anybody advice on anything, like, period, would that would just be it. Like, push yourself to do as much hard shit as you, quote, unquote, hard shit, because it's not really hard. Like, it's Yeah, it's just life. It's just push yourself to experience as much life as possible, because it's just, it's just going to come to your benefit. Life is hard. It's not meant to be easy. And unfortunately for some of us, it's going to be very challenging. Yeah, and very easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Yeah. You're going to know what you're capable of. And it sounds cliche, right? Because nobody wants to hear it, but it's important. Like, you learn who you are in those moments. Like, you're a quitter. You're somebody that's going to rise to the, right. to the challenge. And, like, and you don't have to be like, you don't have to do it all in one go, right? You got to take it day by day. Like, nobody's expecting you to have it sorted out. And, like, you got to take into account, like, your emotions and your mental state yeah. and where you are. And, you know, be able to express that to yourself. 
like if you want to like if you have friends and family who you really love and trust to be open with about it go ahead and do that it's not also make sure that they're in the space to do that with you but don't be afraid to be vulnerable with yourself because that's when you're going to figure out like okay am i ready to deal with this shit can i deal with this shit do i need a break yeah even counseling too yeah and so yeah and i think that's what's important right and then forgetting about what people think about you and just focus on like what do you think about yourself like how are you how do you see you the good thing about being human is like you can always evolve and you can change if you're willing to if you want to it's it, it is life right like it's your life but there's always somebody in your corner who can help you out and you just got to remember like you just got to remember that you're not alone yeah i love that And so, yeah, it's K the Dog. It's K-T-H-A-D-A-W-G. And yeah, you can find me on any platform, uh, whether it be on social media or music. And then if you're looking me up on YouTube, it's going to be under the Mo Lake Entertainment account. Thank you for being here, Caleb. It was great having you catching up and all that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on. On the self-conscious podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small businesses, highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is self-conscious podcast, and our Twitter account is self-conscious podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonate with the episode, learn something from it. If you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the self-conscious podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcast apps. And make sure that when you leave us a rating, also leave us a review. It helps us spread the word. While you're at it, go ahead and share the episode with a friend or family. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is a close of joy. I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And remember, stay spooky this season. Let's go. Hola Conchitas, just wanted to jump on and give you guys a quick little announcement. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for the delay in the most recent episodes. I've just had a busy personal schedule, but not to worry. The episodes will be getting released very, very soon. Right now, we just dropped the Thanksgiving episode that, you know, was supposed to be on Thanksgiving, but it's out now. We will be releasing the episode with Mind of Gen Z podcast fully early to air this week. It might be out on Tuesday when we normally release a new episode. And then the episode that was supposed to be out this week, especially with EAC, will be out probably on Thursday or Friday at the latest. But we will have those episodes ready for you guys. And so thankful for your guys' patience and understanding. And I appreciate you guys all so much. And as a special treat, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to K the Dog's song every day. Enjoy and happy holidays, Conchitas. Working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I've been through hell. I got some problems, nigga. Can't you tell? Type.
type of shit where every move you make you scared you fail Believe that I'll prevail, I'm destined to be great I learned how from my father, he had lots up on his plate I'm from the high state, I'm doing 90 on the highways Posted lifting weights, I'm like the game, I'm in the driveway Wife beater on nigga, I never touch my wife If someone did, I kill a nigga, put that on my life Man, don't you see the pain? Don't you see the stress on me, I'm trying to maintain God bless my unborn, man, I'm trying to make a change Gonna level up my safe, invest in real estate My dad ain't get the chance, so dog, I'm gonna pave the way Decide to run my fate I know if God denies me, it's decisions that I made I'm never gonna change, especially over no change Ain't no change in the world that could boost my game I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script Man, I've been through so much, that's what made me so tough Life with no love is rough, but you cannot give up Sounds like these made me me, close my eyes to be free I'd imagine a mansion right next to a beach I've been stabbed up and mobbed on, survived all those things Man, no person can hurt me, dog, my soul can't be reached I decide when I'm hurt, I choose to when I speak If it's my time, they take me, and if not, leave me be I'm surprised I ain't dead, had to run it through these streets Police shot me in my crib, thought that was my rest in peace I don't fuck with police because some of kill my peeps Hold my breath if I flinch, I know that could be my death I'm blessed at all times, even through those hard times That's what made me me, and I think I'm doing just fine People hate on me because I'm only worried about mine Only else I take a lesson, so I'm winning every time I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script, I'm working harder every day The goals to flip the script Ain't no person in my range that can see my aim I'm destined to be great, dog. Look at my plate. You could get killed. Testing wrong is testing your fate. I know I'm blessed with every breath. Please, God, don't take me away. Please, God, don't take me away. Please, God, don't take me away. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script. I'm working harder every day. The goals to flip the script.